0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever uh, Lean Toss-Up uh, CDL uh, Betting and Picks podcast. Um, this is kind of a new thing uh, we're going to try. Obviously, you've probably seen on Twitter um, our CDL um, forecast and, and modeling. And uh, we're, we're this is kind of a new kind of expansion part for us. We're going to start expanding into um, CDL betting and hopefully some other sports uh, in the future, too. We'll, we'll see hold on for that, and we'll see that in the future. So today, for our first ever uh, CDL Call of Duty League betting podcast, we are joined here by Ryan, um, the um, the owner of at CDL Metrics on Twitter. How are you doing today, Ryan?
1: I'm doing well, and actually, my left arm's a little sore today. I did get my first COVID vaccine, but I'm feeling good right now, um, and I'm excited to talk about CDL Major 2.
0: That's great, yeah. It's it's good to get the, the COVID vaccine. We, can't, we um, It's not widely available yet, in Canada, but it will be soon. So that's that's really good. Okay. So, all right. So let's jump in here today. So first things first, we're, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the teams in the losers bracket here first. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, right now, so the two two teams, the the four teams in the losers bracket, they're going to play off tomorrow afternoon, Wednesday. First match up, first matchup, we've got Paris Legion at L.A. Thieves. now. So for this, some of the betting lines are out. We're just going to use bet three six five because they have. The most comprehensive betting lines out. Bodog has them. They're similar, kind of a bit, a little bit different, but but very similar. But um, Bet365 has nice spreads on them, so we're going to use Bet365 lines for for the purposes of this podcast. So this is where they are as of now. So um, Bet365 has Paris Legion minus one sixty three, LA Thieves plus one twenty. Paris Legion minus one and a half maps is plus one thirty uh, plus one thirty seven, and LA Thieves plus one and a half maps is minus one eighty eight. Ryan. What do you think about this? Where do you see the value in this line?
1: Yeah, I don't see a ton of value either way. There's a lot of question marks with both teams, especially with Thieves. Uh, My model currently does have a little bit of value if you do decide to bet LA Thieves on the money line, plus 120. Um, And especially so if you think that their roster moves will help them. Um, In case people don't know, Slasher is being subbed out for Draza. So Thieves are working with kind of a like a four SMG on a team meta right now. Uh we'll see how that works out. But uh, we've seen roster moves work out in the past before. Not sure if it'll work against Paris. Uh so this match is mostly a stay away from me. Uh we talked about the spread a little bit. I don't love the value on either side really uh with Paris minus one and a half plus one thirty seven um, or with thieves uh plus one and a half at minus one eighty eight so to stay away from me, uh, but again, if you do think Thieves improve with the roster change, I think there there might be a, a case to be made to the, uh, to bet them money line. So,
0: yeah, I, I kind of mostly agree with that. I've, Paris for me all season has been kind of this kind of middle of the pack team that's like consistently good at times. Um, they're they're consistently better than market expectations. Um, so this one's kind of all this is a tough one for me, right? Because Thieves is, is generally a very public team people love to 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 bet on them so generally you'll see a lot more juiced lines in favor of of LA thieves um and so basically if this line was a little closer if there and again we could see a lot more money coming in on thieves in the next couple of days if more money comes in on thieves and this paris line comes down i'd definitely hammer that paris line but the problem is is the fact that we now have draza on the Thieves, right? And he's replacing, well, he's, he's not exactly replacing Slasher. He's probably going to be a, he's gonna, he'll be an SMG, but you've got, you know, you've got Kenny, Kenny is the main AR. Um, and, and you've got a bit of a roster shake up there. And I think Slasher and TJ have been kind of the issues, in my opinion, they've been the issues on the team. They've been a little too inconsistent at times. So I, I kind of think that Thieves are probably going to overperform expectations. Generally teams that make roster changes, get a boost at times. Um, like they generally do perform better, right? We saw this with Minnesota. We've seen this last year with Florida, etc. Generally, teams that and even we saw this kind of uh, Tron Ultra this this earlier this this uh, stage. It kind of came out with some some more power once they got inside on the team. So we'll have to see exactly, but I, I don't know. I I wouldn't bet. I don't see any value on the on the thieves plus one twenty. If the line was lower, I bet Paris. But maybe the plus one and a half on thieves and a parlay piece isn't isn't the worst this team has had a lot of problems i i think i think slasher was part of the problem i think the reluctance to do something about slasher is is one of the issues um like kenny's been good kenny's really been the bright spot of the team really like kenny was good temp was good then they benched Temp. like i, I kind of think temp should be in this roster but at this moment he's not right so it, it's hard to bet on either of these teams but if i had to make a bet it'd probably be my, plus one and a half on Thieves, but if Paris went down, maybe I'd bet on, on Paris as well. I, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's a tough one to call for sure. I'm excited to watch it just to yeah, see what we get from Thieves. Um, And yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me either way if Paris come out and 3-0 them, or if Thieves come out and 3-0 them. Uh, I think something in between is the most likely scenario. Um, But yeah, it, first match of the day should be, a, should be a real good one for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. And now we go into, into our second match here. This is LAG versus Florida. LAG on the money line is plus 110. Florida on the money line is minus 150. Florida, the favorites. Match uh, in terms of the spread LAG plus one and a half, minus 188. Florida minus one and a half, plus 137. So you and I were talking about this earlier, and we both think that th- there's a wrong team favorite here. Uh, why do you think, why do you have LAG as the favorites here?
1: uh yeah it really d- just comes down to search and destroy um i have l a g pegged as the second best search and destroy team in the league behind none other than atlanta phase and uh I do have l a g slightly uh listed as the underdog in hard point uh and a decently sized underdog in control, but just the fact that they're so dominant in search should get them at least that map too against Florida, who is shaky at best. You know, sometimes we see Awakening just pop off in a search and destroy. We haven't seen that lately from him. If he can do that again, uh, then Florida have a real shot and could actually sweep LAG. But I do think the wrong team is favored here. I have LAG winning this series about 60-61% of the time, somewhere in there. Um, so if you are going to bet this, we I at least like LAG um, on the money line a good bit. Uh, and actually, I think it might be better to bet it sooner rather than later, just because we've seen LAG lately. They've been pretty hot. They came out, they beat Atlanta phase. They were the first team to do that, albeit in a three, two. It was a you know a closely contested series. Uh, and then they came out and beat uh, LA Thieves. I believe it was three. uh in the battle for LA. And um, yeah, so their stocks kind of on the rise. I do think maybe if if people are interested in betting, they are going to bet on the gorillas as underdogs. So. Uh, if you're looking to bet them, bet them now as opposed to just before the match starts. Uh, and I also do think there's a, a little bit of value on them plus the one and a half, but again, I'd prefer to just bet them uh, straight up as the underdog plus 110.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree with that. My model also has... I, when you were saying that, I was just going through the rankings on on my model, and I also have LAG as the second best S&D team. Um, I have, in terms of the... Um, in terms of the um, I'm sorry, the hard point, I have the hard points is kind of close to toss ups. I only have floor. I only have um, I have like the first one is basically a toss up, and LAG favorite in the second one. Um, I my model has LAG doing um slightly better in the in the second hard point than the first one, but Florida also struggling in the hard points as well. So, like, I I don't even necessarily agree that their only route through this is like. Is S and D control S and D? I don't think that's the only path to victory in this at all. Um, I, I think this team is like I, I was honestly like I'm not gonna lie. Like a week ago, I was gonna write this team off. I was like, this team is is done. I mean, right? They they had gotten they got beat by the Ultra, <clears throat> they got beat by London, they got beat by um, someone else. New York New York beat them too. It's like their, the last two matches were against lag and and the, the last two matches were against la thieves and, and atlanta and i'm like they're they're done right i mean a lot of people were like atlanta 3-0 i put that in my pickums but like i i would never bet that you never want to bet that heavy of a favor on anything and sure enough they came back right and they, they won that series right in, in just a massive upset so like it i was about to write this team off but now I'm i'm kind of back on this team to me they're kind of like the kind of the football analogy to them is actually like, like it's it's hilarious. I, I kind of compare them to like the LA Rams. They're kind of like this slowish, controlish-based team, um, and it's it's funny because they're both out of LA, and they're actually both they both kind of are are home based in SoFi Stadium. So they did that promo video in SoFi Stadium, but yeah, like they're kind of like the the Rams and a lot of times the Rams are kind of undervalued compared to other teams. And like I like obviously the Rams are one of the top teams in the NFL and I don't think LAG is quite there yet, but like I think they're just a good team that is a lot of times overlooked at times. And I think that when you're when you're betting on things, I think uh I think sometimes it, it, LAG is never a, is never a terrible investment, I don't think. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, totally agree, and it's fun, it's really funny you bring up the gorillas comparison to the Rams because yeah, not only do they like have the same stadium, like if you watch CDL, you see the gorillas hype video right? They're all in SoFi Stadium, and it's awesome. It's all purple and whatever. But uh, the owner of the team uh, for the LA Gorillas, it's like it, I think it's Kroenke Sports and Entertainment or whatever, and Stan, I think his name is Stan Kroenke, is the owner of the Rams, so. Yeah, they're all tied together, and I do totally get that comparison. And one other thing to mention with gorillas, uh, yeah, my model loves them. They're the fifth-ranked team overall in the CDL. Uh, one other thing to mention, the Search and Destroy. So I feel like maybe I'm totally wrong about this, but the pu- public perception is that Search and Destroy is the most like toss-up game there is where the worst team can beat the best team any day of the week like it's just it's easy to pull out those round by round wins and i kind of think of search and destroy the opposite way i do think the teams that are good at it are very good at it you take a game like hard point for example where you know spawn points that sort of thing can get squirrely at times um so you throw in that randomness and you can see you know a heavy favorite in hard point lose any given day so that's all the more reason why I like LA guerrillas. Now, obviously they could lose their first match versus Florida. Florida is a formidable opponent. Uh, I do think guerrillas are going to struggle in the control. That's one area where Florida have been pretty good. Um, so I don't expect an LAG sweep by any means. I think if they get it done, they get it done in five maps having, you know, one, you know, maybe map one, two and five or two, four, five, something like that. um, but I do still think there is sort of this public perception that gorillas, yeah, they beat Phase, but you know it was an off day for Phase. But honestly, like they're they're competing, they're showing me a lot lately.
0: Yeah, and I I I agree with that assessment about about S and D, right? I I think I, I kind of agree with that. A lot of people think it's to- like it's a coin flip mode, and it's definitely not. I think. I think my personal opinion on it is that it's the people who put the most work into it, right? And I think that also varies through the season, right? So I think you see a lot of times teams that are really good at S&D will suddenly become not good at S&D. And I'm, I'm fairly sure that relates to how much practice time they're putting in, right? And how much they're studying other teams, right? So as you go through, you're doing your, uh, your VOD review video on demand. And basically, you're seeing what other teams are doing, and then if you're adjusting your strategies accordingly, if you're putting in that work, then you will improve at S&D. And I think there's some teams who are like, oh, we're good at S&D, we're, we're, we're the top, we're, we're we're perfect at SD, we don't need to improve, and then they start come, they start sliding down. And then other teams overtake them because they learn from the best teams, and then they, they copy that, and then that's how they, they get up there, right? And I think this is where like a lot of people, we'll, we'll talk about Optic later, but a lot of people are like, Optic's problem is S&D. And, like, it has been at, at times. they're still not a terrible S&D team. They just end up losing a lot of clutch S&Ds to some top teams, and that's costing them the match. Be like, it's S&Ds, the problem. But the problem, though, is the fact that I, I think once a team figures out S&D, they become really hard to stop. And I think, obviously, we'll talk about option later, but I kind of think now they've figured out s and I think once a team figures out Search, I think, like, Atlanta has figured out how to do Search a lot of the times. Um, LEG has... Some of the other teams have kind of figured it out. I think once you, if you, if you have a really strong plan for your search or destroying, you know exactly what the opponent's going to do, and you know how to counter them. Then I think you'll, uh, you'll, you'll go really far in this. And I think this was, I believe it was on the flank actually. Octane was talking about that in terms of the, their magic as Paris, why they, how they beat Paris. I think they beat Paris 3-0, I think, yeah, they did beat Paris 3-0. They were talking about in the SAD that basically, af- after going through the match, you basically said like, yeah, like we. Paris did exactly what they did the last time. They played Miami, right? They did exactly what they did, we knew exactly how to counter them and that was it. And like that's that's how you win in 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 this game, right? Like you if you know exactly what the team's gonna do, you could just completely hard counter them and it's done. Right. And that's how you win S and D's. Mm-hmm. And I think if you if you do that and you're able to learn what the other teams are gonna do, then you get you get those wins, right? And then you 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 become a, a better S and D team. You do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. All those are great examples, Paris you mentioned their s and d struggles, especially against Seattle, who uh, you know Seattle isn't a great team overall, and they're okay in search, but yeah, paris I have is the worst search and destroy team in the league. I think we see it when we watch them they're just their strategies aren't there or they're getting countered so easily that you know it's not an instant loss for them to to lose a search and destroy. But it's concerning. Now they make up for it because they're actually very good at hard point and, you know, pretty good in control as well. So they can get series in three games or four games at times. Um, but yeah, search teams just need to practice search. We saw, you know, what's Atlanta's best game mode so far this year? I think everyone would say search and um, there's a reason why they're the best team in the league. Now they're good at hard point and control as well, but their search is so dominant. I think teams are starting to catch up a little bit with them, but um, yeah, if you're not putting in the practice in search and destroy, like you're a little bit behind the eight ball for sure. Mm
0: -hmm. For sure. So that wraps up Wednesday's matches. Let's talk about uh, Thursday's matches now. So now we're going to go into another one that we think has the wrong team favored right now. First first match uh is Dallas versus New York. Um 365 65 has Dallas minus one sixty three. New York plus one twenty um for the spread. Dallas minus one and a half maps plus one twenty five. New York plus one and a half maps minus one seventy five. Uh you and I both agree on this. We both have New York favorite um favored uh over Dallas. Um Why, why do you think, first of all, why do you think the books have it this way? And why do you think, why do you think New York is favored over Dallas?
1: Yeah, I don't know. So when it comes to fan bases, like we see it with other leagues too. There are just popular teams that garner a lot of bets. And I think Dallas, they're not, you know, Optic or, you know, maybe Atlanta, but they're, they're up there in terms of just total fan base. I think New York aren't really quite one of those teams. They they, you know, represent the biggest city in the US, but I don't think they have a giant fan base. I think people just attach themselves with brands, uh, you know, fall in love and want to bet on those teams. And I think Dallas is getting some of that love. I also think people are are taking into account uh Dallas's last match versus Optic, obviously a very good opponent. Uh they did lose. They lost uh both search and destroys, I believe. Uh, So I think people think like, oh, they just got to clean up Search and Destroy, and then they're a really good team. And while they're not wrong in that thinking, cleaning up Search and Destroy, as we've just discussed, can be difficult. Um, So we'll see. I think, you know, this game I have is basically a toss up. I have New York winning it about 52, 53% of the time. So yeah, I call it a toss up. So if that's the case, just give me the team that's plus money on the money line. That being New York, they're 120 Um, And we actually think, we discussed earlier, we might see that number tick up. So if you're looking to bet New York, maybe wait a little while as more Dallas money comes in. Uh, We'll see how high that number can get. But uh, New York I have as clear favorites in the search and destroy. Again, not that New York is amazing at search, but Dallas, very, very worrisome in that game mode. Um, And that's the only game mode I have New York favored in. I do think the hard points and the control are going to be close. So you kind of split those up. You give New York both searches. That's probably how they win. It's probably going to be five maps if it is New York, probably going to be four maps if Dallas does win. So uh, I'm super, super excited for this match. I know we've already seen it one time, maybe twice throughout the season. Uh, Okay, yeah. I do remember one was uh, New York went up 2-0 and Dallas reverse swept. And then I can't recall the second one, but I'm sure it was good. Uh, and this one should be a great match as well. Actually, has it been
0: three times? It actually has yeah, been game? three times. Actually, Because oh, the first wow. one was the um, opening week. It was the opening week grudge match thing.
1: Oh, the um, kickoff weekend. Kickoff weekend, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't even count. That, that one, one does doesn't Dallas count. Yeah, that one, yeah, this that, is a 3-0 okay. sweep.
0: Then it was yeah. group one pool play. That was when New York went up 2 nothing. Dallas reverse swept them. And then I think it was the final of the loser's bracket, right? Because New York swept Optic. And then Dallas... Yes. Yeah, yes. Dallas played Atlanta, Dallas lost to Atlanta, then they went into the loser's bracket, then they swept New York, and then Dallas versus Atlanta was the final. So technically we've seen this three times. Two of them have ended up with a 3-0 Dallas sweep. Um... But I I still won't like New York though. Like this is the thing. Like Dallas mm-hmm. has kind of fallen a bit from where they were after, um, after stage one. They they're not they're not nearly as strong of a team as they were um, during stage one. And I think that New York has improved. Um, some of their team, some of the members of the team are playing a little bit better actually than than they were before. The other interesting thing about the Optic game is interesting you bring that up. I mean, obviously we know Optic won in in a game five. But honestly, if a couple of things break differently, that could have been an Optic 3 out. Right, I mean, honestly, you know, yeah, yeah. Like sure. you look at that last hill on in game one, Dallas got crucial last second break. If they didn't get that break right there, like Optic would have won. Um, they then they only need a like, they only need, like five more points. So they they got the break out the last five points so, again. I think Optic was what eight points back or something. Like Optic could have used one that hill too. So like that could have gone that could have been a win for Optic. Obviously, Optic wins the search, and then game three that was that one v one Scump versus Illy. And like Scump wins as the three, like that would have been that would have been a three zero, right? Um, and then again they optic dominated the hard point, and then they dominated game five, right? So like it's really like that could have easily been a three zero or a three one if you flip one of those two, right? So like I don't I don't hundred percent think that 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 like it's, that matchup was not as close as as people think it was. I don't think like it, the perception of it is that it was really close it was it was close but it was like it could have easily been a 3-0 in terms of the number so yeah i'm taking i know we keep getting i keep getting burned picking new york over dallas but like yeah i think i think maybe this time they can actually finally do it. they can get over that hump but they could they could beat dallas Glacier can get finally get his revenge yeah
1: for for sure and one one other point with this game and then we can move on to the next one um i think for you know betting lines how they adjust and whatnot people love to look at previous matches head to head and they look at, Oh, Dallas has beaten New York, you know, twice. They swept them the last time they were in an official match. And if you want to include kickoff weekend, they swept them there too. And they, Oh, they reverse swept them in stage one. Like people love that. They go, Oh, Dallas just has New York's number. And I think that is just not a good way to think about it. Yes. Maybe certain teams match up better against other certain teams, but this is a case where we have two really good teams, um, and New York has just, in my opinion, outplayed Dallas. In a, you know, you go match by match. Uh, New York grades out just a little better, in my opinion. And, yeah, I think this could be the time where they finally get it done. If they don't, I'll be a little sad. I I, I mean, I said this before we started the podcast. I am a bit of a Dallas Empire fan. Not a huge fanboy. I kind of want to see New York win this match finally. Uh, just, yeah, again, for that Clayster revenge um but i'm i'm super excited i was excited for the paris la thieves match we talked about earlier but like this match on thursday is going to be wow it's going to be really good
0: yeah this this could be the best match of thursday so we we'll get we we'll, cuz we're going to have to project a couple matches on Thursday in a second. So we'll get in a second. So let's go to the last currently scheduled Thursday match. Obviously two more are scheduled, but that's going to depend on the results of the losers bracket round one on Wednesday. Toronto Optic uh Toronto Toronto Ultra versus Optic. Uh Toronto plus 125 on the one uh, one twenty five on the money line. Optic minus three hundred um on the the spread Toronto plus one and a half minus one ten optic minus one and a half minus one twenty five so again i'm from canada so i'm i generally and i'm, I'm from the greater toronto area so i am I'm, I'm Toronto. i'm a toronto fan um i i'm not high on toronto on this one i i kind of thought that i'm a, like i i kind of surprised that they bet they they, they um that they beat l a g on as they i i had them i had that against them in the in the pickems i in the in the c d l prediction thing i i i had l a g three two on that um, which could have happened, <laughs> but um, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of this. I think the big, my big question on this is this: Why is the plus one and a half minus one ten on this for the for Toronto? I, I don't think that's like for. I think there's some. There could be some value on that number, but I don't like. I think that number needs to be a lot. That needs to be a plus number for me. And that number needs to be probably close to plus one fifty for me to even think about touching the plus one and a half on Toronto. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm in total agreement on that. I think uh, if you're just talking money line and spreads, I think Toronto plus one and a half is the worst bet you could make at minus 110. I also don't understand why it's that high. Um, It it definitely needs to get past even money for me to bet it. Um, And on the other side, I think Chicago minus 125 is the way to go if you do decide to bet on this game. Um this match, I should say. Chicago should win this in four. Um, it, they could sweep it. I'd be a little surprised if it goes to a map five, to be honest. Chicago has been one of the most improved teams uh, just over the last week. Uh, obviously, the week before that uh, was very bad for them. I believe they, they were swept by New Rocker uh, with Standy. And then I want to say they were swept by Florida as well. Um, and, and now last week, okay, last week, a lot more improvement, obviously they beat Dallas, uh, in a game that they, they kind of had to have. Um, so now they get Toronto who I have, you know, pegged as a middle of the pack team. They're sixth overall in my ranking. So, you know, not a pushover team whatsoever. Um, the money line odds, I don't love for either side. Uh, those are more of a stay away for me. So I think if you're going to bet anything, Uh, bet on the Chicago resurgence. Um, And Chicago are just one of those teams that, like, they're good. They are full of good players. It's major time. It's time to show up. It's time to beat Toronto. And I think they do that probably in three or four maps, uh, which is why I like that map spread at minus one and a half. So uh, it should be, you know, a a decent match. Um, And if Toronto can pull off the upset, I will be amazed. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts?
0: It's, it's hard, right? Cause the thing is, do we really buy that Chicago's back? I mean, I think the problem with Chicago last week, well, not last week, two weeks ago when, week two was that they had, they had some issues. Dashi was not firing on all cylinders. Dashi was really struggling. And I think, I think he's found his footing now with a QBZ. So he's, he's doing a bit better or I, I can't remember if he switched to the cricket. I can't remember exactly what he did, but he, he definitely had a lot better week this week. Um, the thing about Toronto is that they're really good at making it go to five games. That's like they're, they're, if Toronto has one like weird ability, it's making a series go to five games. And like they've done this so many times in not even this year and last year. And again, a lot of the same similarities between teams this year and last year. They loved going to game five and then promptly losing that game five. So like I, I sometimes, one of the things I love doing is I love, I'd love like Toronto plus one and a half and then the team they're, placed, they're facing again, off against plus one and a half because like they love going to game fives. The thing though is that this this line is like at minus one ten. There's there's that's that's a horrible price to bet that at that. Like I think like, if that was like plus one fifty, I'd consider it. I just I don't know. I just I don't love this team without methods. I was very sad when they dropped methods. I like well they, they, I guess he's still on the team, but when they when they benched him, like I insight is I guess okay, but it, methods wasn't the problem. Like sure you replaced. If you want to make the argument that insight's better than methods, okay, fine. I won't necessarily I won't fight against that that argument because fine if you want to say fine they replaced methods with a better methods than the main AR fine sure okay but that wasn't the problem and i still think that's very debatable the first step but fine whatever say that's true you replaced methods with a slightly better methods that doesn't fix the problem right there's still problems because inconsistency issues with uh bands and kleenex and even cammy sometimes has an off map or two right like this is the this is the real problem with this team and if they like if if you get a good map out of kleenex and and bands sure this team is good but and they, they go to game fives, but I just, I I don't know. And I think Optic is, I, I honestly, like like it's very arguable that this Toronto team should have made it to the winner's bracket. I, I don't think they should have with just two wins. Like we get, with the way that the pool play works, we get some really kind of funky results uh, with two wins. And they really lucked out that the other two, the two the team, the teams they beat were also teams that had two wins. So they got very lucky with that one, but, but no, it's, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't love, I don't know, I'm not 100% sure I'm taken with the Optic minus one and a half, I don't know, but it's, I'll, I'll have to think about it, but I, I, I'm not picking Toronto here. I, I definitely think Optic wins probably closer to a 3-1 than a um, maybe a 3-1 or a 3-0. But.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And then just one other point with Toronto, we were talking about teams that, you know, when it comes to search and destroy, you do want to put an emphasis on that game mode, and Toronto are one of those teams that can cause headaches in that game mode. We've seen them beat Atlanta in it, and just watching them play, it seems like their whole strategy, and it it works apparently, is just be weird. Like, just do weird stuff in Search and Destroy that the other team isn't expecting, and it seems to pay off more than it doesn't. And, you know, maybe teams catch up with that, and they, you know, start to realize, oh, Toronto like to do weird stuff. Let's just Let's counter that however we can. You know, I don't know the exact way you would counter that. Just expect it, I guess. But um, yeah, if Toronto don't win the game two, search and destroy, I think the likelihood that this is a sweep is pretty high. Um, With all that said, Toronto, they're a good preparation team. I'm sure they'll be all ready for this, hyped up for the Chicago match. But um, yeah, I'm just interested to see how they come out in the search and destroy. And if they show any sort of improvement, hard point or control their control on the year very worrisome hard point is a game that they could maybe take off of chicago um but again chicago one of the best teams uh in hard point and control so uh, a lot to prove for toronto
0: yeah one more before we move on to the next set of games i think one more kind of concerning thing especially for that is that um when toronto played phase in stage two they just got completely deflated. And you saw that, remember, in the comms? That, that comms, where like they were just like... Because they, they did the, the listen in it, it. That was brutal. And like, they just got completely destroyed. And it, you could tell that they were not in that at all. And I think it's when they've played FaZe in stage 1. In stage 1 pool play, they actually did a lot better against FaZe. They got that 3-1. They almost got that to a game 5 but here they got like just completely blown out and the question is was it that they just got completely deflated was there some sort of mental issue there or was it that they just like they played they went up against a good team they didn't think they could win and they didn't win right because that was i think the second map the second map after they had got after they picked up insight so that was the second map with the team so like it's hard to say exactly like I don't know. I think that's just a risk with Toronto that if they just go up against a good team that they could just get deflated. And like it's weird that they didn't have that against New York. Maybe it's just maybe that's just an Atlanta thing, or maybe Optic Atlanta Dallas they got their own heads. But I don't know. It's it's a concerning thing for me going forward when I when I see them. And I I don't know. I I, I like Toronto. I just I just don't see them pulling off this upset. But we'll have to see.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right going on to the next one. So now we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about elimination round two. So these are going to be the back matches on Thursday. And then we'll talk about kind of winners round two. That'll be the, the Friday morning matches, uh, Friday Friday afternoon. Sorry. Um, map. So then the next map, so basically assuming that all we're going to, for these, we have to project forward. So We're just going to assume all of our predictions are correct. Um, Seattle versus LAG. Um, my model has lag as about a minus 110 favorite um obviously so the way um that's assuming no fig so basically books will not give you that price it would probably be something like it'd probably be something like minus 130 plus 100 or so give or take because they have to take they have to take their cut of they have to take their cut of the line right so that that wouldn't be an exact price but that would probably be about about that um so it would be about that price but But substantially down. Who do you think? So, do you think LAG is the correct favorite against Seattle, or do you think that Seattle should, uh, or do you think that Seattle could take that one?
1: Yeah. So, my model, for whatever reason, uh, hates the Seattle surge. It has them ranked as the last team in the league. And I, you know, I don't always agree with my model. Sometimes my model can spit out numbers I don't like. And that might be one of them. We've seen Seattle improve a little bit uh, over the course of stage two. Um, and I don't know, against LAG, I, the matchup, you talk about player by player matchups, I might like Seattle. Now, to win the match, I don't know. LAG, I would have pegged as a pretty heavy favorite, probably a heavier favorite than you. Um, you said, I think minus 110 or so. Um, right now, my model says as of right now, if they played a match today, LAG would be a 77% favorite, which again, that, that feels really high um yeah i've got
0: i've got a a 52 percent favorite so that's
1: okay so we're way off there um so this might just be if this does happen it might just be a stay away from me um but it does like seattle a little bit in hard point and i totally buy into that maybe um maybe my model isn't adjusting enough for the hard point love with seattle but uh you talk about search and destroy again lag second best team in that mode seattle down near the bottom uh, and then you talk about control, not as lopsided, but I do still like LAG in that mode. So I think most likely if we're getting this match, we're getting the LAG, uh, three, two over Seattle. Um, but again, you know, we might not even see LAG make it here. We like them over Florida, but, um, yeah, I- I'm just curious to see if, if Seattle can kind of keep up the momentum, the momentum that they've built over the course of stage two.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah i c the thing i completely i i agree with you on on the point of a game five in that matchup, so like if we see that line comes live on th- Thursday morning and you see that as like Seattle plus one and a half plus one twenty grab that, I think we're all kind of in agreement that that's a that's some pretty good value right there mm-hmm. um i so I actually just punched it in with Florida, assuming now again, this doesn't actually account for the fact that Florida beat would have beaten LAG, so they would have improved slightly, but basically I have that as a toss-up. Um, like, Seattle, like, 50.4% chance of winning that, so it's, like, a, functionally a toss-up, either way. Um, so, again, the, my my model actually does kind of like Seattle. It has it, just going through the rankings here, it has Seattle as the 6th best hardpoint team, the 6th sixth best, sixth best S&D team, and the 10th uh, ranked control team. So, like, not bad, like, kind of decidedly middle of the pack. Um. Overall, it ranks at ninth. Um. I my model doesn't hate Seattle. I actually kind of like Seattle overall as a team. I think there is some problems with the team. I think those problems kind of. I, I think the, basically the way it works is is this. I like oh, when this team first formed over the summer. I actually really liked this team, and I still kind of do. I think the problem is Octane has. I don't know. He's he's a really good player, but I, it honestly feels like when Oct- like Octane can't be the best player on the team, it honestly feels like if Gunless has a good game, then Octane is allowed to have a slightly worse game, and then they do really well. Like, Octane, like, you have to get the pressure off of Octane. If there's a ton of pressure on Octane to be the best player on the team, then he struggles and the team struggles. But if you get Gunless having a good game, then Octane can play his game, and then the team is able to just completely dominate. Because then you get Pristini running around, and then, you get, then Looney, they can, they can do their thing. And, like, when the team fires on all senators, they're actually a pretty good team, but the, you need to get the pressure off Octane to be the best player on the team, and I think the team actually does really well. What do you think about the, the dynamics in that team?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Octane's a good AR, don't get me wrong. But Seattle's success is more dependent on, I think, one, Pristini, and then two, Gunless. Looney is, I don't know, he's, he's a solid player. He fits the team well, but we never really see him. He's kind of the dirty worker, I guess. You never see his KD, like, going off. He's not the slayer. He does all the dirty work. I've seen maps where Prestini does really well, and we go, holy crap, Seattle could beat anyone. If Prestini's playing like this, you have Octane to just kind of anchor you. He's steady. And if Gunless can kind of get there with Prestini, then Seattle could be a really hard out. Um, that being said, uh, when I look at kind of team by team, Seattle versus LAG, I do like LAG's duo. A decent bit more than Seattle's, and that's mostly due to just Pristini's just overall volatility. You know, a lot of times we see bad Pristini, but sometimes we see good Pristini. And then Looney's just kind of been fine. Uh I think Vivid has high upside. Um, and I think he could carry the subduo of the gorillas. Uh apathy we've seen from time to time go off. Uh the back line, I kinda like Seattle more. Um, we talk about Octane, we talk about Gunless. Um versus silly, although silly's been kind of silly lately. Uh and then assault, fine. It's it's just a really hard game for me because I don't necessarily agree with my model that gorillas should be a huge favorite. Um so it it's really tough to judge. I'll I'll have to see how gorillas or mutineers, whoever wins that match, play against each other before I'm ready to kind of make a prediction on this Seattle versus whoever it is match. So
0: yeah, I think um I I kinda think that's the I like it it could be a very close game. I I think Seattle has kind is a bit more dynamic in that case. I think in that case you have I, I think you have the ability, like if, if if Pristini and Gunless do really well then Octane will just do good too and then that's then it's a blowout, right? But if Pristini struggles and Gunless struggle and then Octane has to carry it all, then it's it, it starts hurting, and I think the team starts dragging at that point, right? Um, so the the AR on Lag is assault, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The, the the change I'd love is actually if if they if if that was methods instead of assault. I
1: think that would yeah, be would, a really good team. I, like, I wouldn't mind that, and and yeah, I don't know. We see just roster shuffles, you know they they work sometimes, and it, it'll be tough though. I know, silly and Assault have been teamed together for a while. So I feel like if you if you lose one of those guys, you lose both of them. And with Silly playing as good as he has been, um, I think it's tough to pull Assault off the team as well. It's it Definitely you can make a case that Method should be the AR on that team. Um, I don't expect that to happen. Uh, but, yeah, I, it'd be interesting to say the least. One thing to note, I did say Seattle – was my 12th ranked team. They're actually 11th, so I don't want to discredit them completely. Uh, I do have (laughs) London behind them who we'll we'll get to in a little bit. Um, But one other thing of note, I talked about the discrepancy in uh, Search and Destroy where I have Gorillas favored heavily over Seattle. Another mode that I kind of glanced over, control. Uh, Seattle worries me a lot in control. Uh, I believe they've only won controls on Garrison this year. Uh, I want to say they're 0-6 if playing on Checkmate and Raid. So if you're gorillas, you veto Garrison control, and you're feeling really good about that map, and you're feeling pretty good that you'll just win Search and Destroy based off of how strong you are in that game mode. So that's another reason why. I think that's probably why my model views towards LAG a little bit, maybe too much, but just another thing I wanted to note.
0: That's a a good point. It's it's hilarious that they do... The best on the worst control map. Um, Honestly, yeah, that map's so horrible. God, like I mean, all of them are well except for raid. Raid's raid's awesome. I love raid. But other than like garrison and checkmate, are just they're horrible to play on. And of course, whenever I play league play, those are the only maps I ever get. So right, right. That's <laughs> that. No, it's like it's legitimately like that's. Like a couple weeks ago, I, I hadn't got a chance to play Express S and D, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna just play until I get Express, and then like I got like straight checkmates for everything. It was like checkmate hardpoint, checkmate controls, checkmate S and I was like, oh for God's sakes! Finally got Express, <laughs> dominated. That was that was great. That was like my best map ever. I've, I've had in, like weeks, but like it took a long time to get there. A lot of checkmates, but it was worth it in the end. So, all right, the second last match here uh, that we're gonna talk about. Um, this one again would be decided by who wins. So if we get, so it's. London is in well they kind of get the loser's bracket by the loser's bracket by if paris beats thieves, which they're their favorite their favorite too but again we'll we'll run it both ways so if Paris wins, they are favorites to beat London, but if the thieves win um London is a favorite about a minus one ten favorite. both basically if paris would be a minus one ten favorite um London would be a minus one ten favorite The issue though is the fact that if if Thieves does better then if, if Thieves does really well and beats Paris, then they would be favorites over London. Um, London is, it is so weird that they snuck in here. Like we, ha- like I my have them as, I have them as the 11th team. I think you said you have them as the worst team. I have LA Thieves as the worst team. They just kind of gotten beat up a bit on ELO in the last couple of weeks. But like, it's the weirdest dynamic that they somehow snuck out of losers round one and 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 don't have to play like that. That's kind of insane of, of how the scheduling works that they get to just kind of escape that. It's, it's so weird.
1: Yeah, I uh, totally agree. Um, I mean, they have improved a lot from stage one to stage two. Um, and my model doesn't necessarily wait one stage over the other. So that's why my model really dislikes them is because they were so bad in stage one. Uh, so the actual numbers, I think I would adjust in London's favor a little bit, but uh, according to my model, if it's London versus Paris, London versus Thieves, it doesn't really matter because Paris and Thieves are pretty close uh, to the same, in my opinion. Uh, I'd have London pegged at about a 30% chance to win either match, maybe bump that up a little more just due to recent performance. Maybe it's closer to 35%, maybe even 40%. Um, But... Yeah, I don't know, just another team that like doesn't really excite me. They've had a lot of roster moves and drama uh, with getting certain players, like Zero is across the pond in the UK. He should be on their team, but he's not. He's just kind of stuck over there with travel restrictions and whatnot. Uh, I know they signed a really good amateur player, Afro, um, but he also is in the UK competing in Challenger. So they have really good guys that we haven't even really seen yet, but they've kind of worked around that they've you know obviously picked up zed who paired up with dylan has looked for the most part decent uh and then you know we had the whole parasite thing in stage one uh he gets subbed out for rookie paul x who is on that phenomenal west star team um and yeah they showed immediate improvement uh i remember they took out toronto um all right wait i could be wrong with that they took out thieves for sure um I don't recall their other because they had two wins in group or uh, stage two, correct?
0: Yeah, they beat Toronto and
1: Toronto and thieves, right?
0: Yeah, I think that's who they beat.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, we've seen the improvement from them. Uh, I don't know, the last week or so wasn't phenomenal. Um, And honestly, I don't really think this match, whatever it is, London, Paris, or London Thieves. Uh, unless thieves show us a lot in that first match versus Paris, I'm not super excited for this match any way, shape, or form. Um, But yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Maybe you have a a little more hope for London?
0: No, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, like I saw them being Toronto. This is again, I'm, I'm kind of a Toronto nihilist at this point. So I I didn't think I, I, I thought Toronto would lose to LAG and then they, they didn't, and that kind of surprised me, but no, like, I, I, I'm i not... The the team has gotten... A, has definitely improved. The team was horrible during Stage 1. They didn't win a single game. Um, with Paul X coming in and Zed coming in, Dylan has performed a lot. Dylan, I think, has kind of been the new kind of carry on the team. He he was really bad during Stage 1, and he's definitely improved Stage 2, and that's, that's really helped the team not be the worst. But, I mean, no, I'm still not. I do not... I don't buy that this team is, like is still a really good, like, I don't think this team can compete. And I kind of think they're just kind of sitting here and waiting for some other, like a loser's bracket team, to just kind of pick them off. And I think that that'll be it for them. They still have a lot of improvements to go, but I mean, again, the team they, 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 they kind of got their roster in kind of late. They are also hamstrung by the fact that you can't really get a visa to come from the UK to, to, to the U S very easily. Um, again, maybe that could clear up in the future, maybe in future years, or maybe even later on this season. But again, we're almost halfway through the season, right? So, um, yeah, not the greatest position for London to be in. I I don't know. I Maybe they can pick up some amateur talent, but they're kind of stuck. It seems like them and, and Paris kind of don't really want to make a ton of changes, that they're just kind of stuck with their team, and they're not really going to do anything about that. So, yeah, I think that's... Um, I think that's pretty much it. I don't think, uh, maybe they can improve a bit. We'll have to see. They did add Paul X. So maybe they're more willing to make a change to something like Paris. But yeah, I'm not the most convinced that, I'm not the most convinced that this team is, uh, that this team is, is going to go long in the loser's bracket. I, I I don't, I'm not particularly high on them um all right so moving on to kind of the last two games that we're gonna talk about again these are also predicted games that we'll talk about too um these would be the winner's bracket round two games So this is what we'll get to talk about every single team here um it would be according to our projections of optic over toronto and new york over dallas it would be phase versus optic and minnesota rocker versus subliners um we i have atlanta as a 58 percent a uh, chance to win, about a minus 140 favorite. And I have New York as about a 53% chance to win over Minnesota, about a minus 112 favorite. Um, if that's Toronto over Atlanta, well, I, we don't need to see that. That's going to be gruesome. And if it's Dallas versus Minnesota, it's going to be Dallas in a toss-up. But again, there'd be the value on the plus one and a half for Minnesota as we've seen that matchup. This would be the third time we've seen that matchup. We've seen Minnesota pull off a a uh, game five search win to to beat Dallas. Um, what do you think? Do you think that? What do you, What do we think about Optic versus Atlanta round two? Because it, Optic took took Atlanta to the brink there. Um, the first time they played, that was just their hardest match of stage one, pretty much. Um, do you think that Optic can finally pull off the upset? Is Atlanta a bit weakened? What do you think?
1: No, but I will say, um, yeah, these are teams one and two in my power ranking, so I think this is a preview of the grand final, and I know we're not going to do predictions all the way there, but that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Atlanta over Chicago, 5-3, probably in the grand final. In this series, I'm thinking Atlanta in five again. It's what we saw in stage one. Um, But I will say, you know, if we take into account recent performance, Chicago, They have a a legit chance to knock off Atlanta. Obviously, Atlanta lost to Gorillas last week. That was a big shock. I think that match, you know, not to take anything away from Gorillas, but I think Atlanta was working on their map pool, trying different things. Uh, I don't think they intentionally tried to lose the match, obviously, but I think they kind of got caught off uh, by Gorillas. It was a good map set for Gorillas, and they took advantage of it. Um, Chicago, on the other hand, bounced back in a big way. Um, I do think they'll get past Toronto uh, in round one. And I do think this match should be a classic like we saw in stage one. Um, Now I don't have Chicago favored in any game mode versus Atlanta, but I do think they're close enough in hard point and in control where they could get, you know, uh, one hard point and maybe get the control out. And we've seen a lot of search and destroy improvement, which is what I love to see from them. So all that being said, My model says Atlanta should be a 70% favorite. Again, probably a little high um, if we take into account recent performance, Uh, but it should be a really, really good match, and hopefully one we'll see uh, on Sunday as well.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. I think probably the reason why Optic isn't favored in any mode is because they had a bunch of Game 1 hardpoint losses. They actually lost their last three Game 1 hardpoints. They won game four hard point against Dallas, but they lost the hard point against Minnesota, who at that time was bad, and they lost the the hard point against Florida, who was also at that point a bit weaker too. So basically their hard point strength has been dropped down a lot in the last little bit. Um, and if they're having kind of like team or role issues or something like that, then that definitely kind of artificially lowered them. So we might actually be kind of underestimating them in, in kind of how strong they can be. Um, so I don't think, I, I, I agree to not completely write them off. I think that, that, the Atlanta 50% is not, that's not an accurate number. And I wouldn't take that to the bank. Um, I, I definitely probably bet optic in that case, maybe plus one and a half, because again, and as we've seen, I think, um, when you go back to the, um, to how LAG beat Atlanta, right? I mean, LAG won through the S and D's, right? They won both the S and D's and won the one hard point. Cool. Um, they almost won the control too, which was interesting. But I think for other teams to beat Atlanta... I mean, we have LAG as a second-best S&D team. For other teams to beat Optic... Uh, for other teams to beat Atlanta, you have to beat them with the response, right? Like, you can't beat them in, in s and D. I I mean, here's the thing. Optic has improved in S&D, right? They could beat them in S&D. But I think if you're not beating them in hard point, I think if you lose to them at hard point and then you lose to them in S&D, obviously it's over. There's no... You have no chance. Um, but Optic is really good at control. They have been really good at control in the past... Um I think there's a very good chance of like maybe even a three-one here if you go, if you go hard point, hard point control, hard point. I think you could do that against Atlanta, um, and then just completely neutralize the SNT. I think this is a good match. Atlanta versus Optic is all, pretty much always a good match. I, I I kind of agree that this is probably one of my picks for the grand finals. I think after this, probably we'll do one more match and then we'll talk about our picks for for the grand for the finals and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think I think this is a good match, and I think depending on where the line comes out, and again, Optic is obviously a heavy Betting favorite team, we'll have to see if if the money comes in on optic. I'd bet when when that line comes live on Friday morning. I'd bet the line sooner rather than later, because there's probably going to be money coming late money coming out on optic. So I'd bet it earlier. But I think there's probably going to open up of, of some value on on optic. Uh, the second match, um, it's either going to be Dallas versus Minnesota or New York. Um, Basically, Dallas played Minnesota again this this round. Minnesota beat them in a game five. The second time they beat them in a game five. New York versus Minnesota. Um the model has New York as about a minus one twelve favorite, about a fifty-three percent chance. Do you think that's right? Or do you think do you do, do you think Minnesota has a chance here? This team has really been surprising since they got Standy I it was weird because I didn't think Major Maniac was the problem on the team. I still don't. I kind of. I, I if I was, if I was the the GM, I probably swap back out accuracy for Major Maniac. But what do you think? Do you think that um, do, do you think that Minnesota has a chance here, or do you think that New York will just kind of steamroll through them?
1: Yeah, uh, Minnesota is by far the hardest team for me to figure out, and I I'm a fan of Minnesota. Um, I like what they're doing with the roster. Standy has looked. Like, ridiculously good. Uh, Now, I don't think he'll keep up the level that he's been at. He's been at, like, MVP level so far. I think that'll come back down to earth a little bit. Um, And honestly, my model really likes the subliners and really does not like Rocker. Um, So for this match, I would expect subliners to win probably in four maps. Um, I would think Minnesota could take that Game 2 search, maybe the Game 3 control, Uh, We have seen subliners maybe getting a little weaker in those modes, especially control. Uh, But we talk about hard points. Minnesota, yes, they've been better, and especially so in hard point, but I can't discount how bad of a team they were in Stage 1 and early in Stage 2 before they had Standy. And I know one player can make a difference in COD. There's only four on the map for any given team. So inserting new player could be everything for a team, and maybe that is the case with Rocker. But, man, I just I worry a lot about the hard points with this team. New York have just been steady as she goes, consistently good all year. And uh, if Minnesota were to pull off the upset against New York in this hypothetical match, or against Dallas, we've seen them beat Dallas a couple times, actually. But if they can beat New York, who I have graded higher than Dallas, then my model's going to eat that up. It's going to love Minnesota going forward, um, especially so if they can do it in a way that's not game two search and destroy win, game three control win, game five search and destroy win. Because that's kind of been the blueprint for Minnesota. And listen, like however you can win a match, you win it like that. If you're not good at hard point, okay, win it two three five, but you. They've got to show me something because they're not even close to the elite teams in that one game mode.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the point. I think it was it, when when they went down 0-2 against Seattle earlier, I think it was on Saturday, Um, that was concerning. I thought, that's it, they're done, right? Seattle's going to win the series, they'll win the hard point, or the, they'll control, right? Maybe Minnesota wins the control, but then Seattle will win the hard point, and that's it, we're done um but no apparently uh minnesota was able to win a hard point to save their skins and then go to game five hard, s and d e, and then they they're able to pull it out right i mean it, it's hard to beat a team when they can anchor a when, when they can just win game five right When when they can pretty much win every game five that they play i don't think they've lost a game five all season i don't think um if they can just win every game five it is extremely hard to beat that team. Actually, although they did lose a game five, they lost um to Toronto in Toronto. Playoff. Yeah. 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 But they had actually beaten Toronto in a game five previous. Right. So, but no, it's, it's hard to beat that team. And the thing is, when are they going to be able to start winning hard points consistently? Right. We know that it's coming. We know that they could do that. If, we know they're going to be able to win a hard point. Eventually. If they win a hard point against New York, then they win an S and D against New York. Then that's then the plus one and a half is already cashed. That's the, that's the spread already. And then you can maybe maybe they can win a control or an SD and then get to uh get to that. It, it it's hard. It, it's not easy. I I do like this team. I don't I don't know between like I have them ranked. I have it New York the third, Dallas the fourth, and Minnesota the fifth. But basically, there's a one point difference between Minnesota and Dallas, which is functionally nothing. The New York's about ten points ten elo points better than them. So they're still pretty close all overall. Uh, then there's a kind of a big gap between Minnesota and the the sixth team, which is LAG. But it's um, I don't know. It, the, this team has been completely different with Standy. And again, they they kept that really close against Surge. And again, if Miami had gone a bit differently, they could have like Seattle could have beaten them in that game five Surge, right? Which shows that you can never you can never fully lock down Surge and Destroy, right? Like you can always still lose a Surge and Destroy. Um, but yeah, it's. It's hard. It, I don't. I don't know how I want to bet this. It's going to depend on where the numbers actually come out. If if New York is a big favorite, then I think there's value on Minnesota plus one and a half. But if it's kind of tied, I think there's probably value on the subliners. Um, they are undefeated since Standy's come on, but again, they have to lose eventually.
1: Yeah, and I, we've talked about Standy a lot, and he has helped the team immensely. I think. What gets lost in there is Priest's move from SMG to the flex position, where he's looked very, very good. Obviously, they they haven't lost a match yet. But just that whole roster shuffle, it's really hard to put into context how much Minnesota's changed recently. And that's why I think it makes it a headache to try to, like, figure out their odds versus any other given team. Cause like you said, your model has them pegged at number five right now. Mine is probably the lowest you're ever going to see out of anybody that ranks c teams. I have them at 10. Now that's my model. If you ask me, they're probably a couple spots at least higher than that, but um, it's, it's really tough. I'm really, I'm not expecting a great match in this just because my model loves New York. Um, But if Minnesota can at least keep it close, I think it could be a really, really intriguing match. And I think we're going to learn a lot about, especially Minnesota, but also New York uh, with this series, should it happen. And if it's Dallas, we've already seen Minnesota be able to beat them a couple of times, both ways, you know, two search and destroy wins and a control win. That is their blueprint. Uh, I think if New York get the right vetoes on Minnesota, really study up on search and in control and just kind of believe that they're the better hard point team that they'll at least split them uh worst case scenario i think uh yeah we should see a new york win um or a dallas win should it be them i think they eventually bounce back uh but i don't know minnesota even if they lose i think they could make a little bit of a loser's bracket run um but yeah for me it's a wait and see approach with minnesota for now just until we get more data points with dandy in the lineup and with priest at flex. Um, But yeah, I'll, I'll I'll for sure enjoy watching this match.
0: Yeah. Um all right, so let's do predictions. So you think Atlanta Optic for the for the final?
1: Yeah. So um Atlanta should make the final, I think. And I can't underestimate how important that like uh that winner's buy is Uh, because you really only have to win three series uh, to win the whole thing, and one of them is an extended series. Uh, But, yeah, Atlanta, they're just on another tier, despite the loss to Gorillas. It's them, and then there's a gap, and then there's, you know, that handful of teams that are in the mix. We talked about them, New York, Chicago, Dallas, that bunch. Um, So I expect it to be Atlanta versus one of those teams. but uh, yeah, it's just it's tough for me based on what we've seen all year to pick anyone but Atlanta. Uh, obviously, Minnesota's a dark horse with you know having not lost a map with Standy, uh, and I think there are some other losers bracket teams that are getting hot at the right time. We talked about Gorillas early on; they're very good at search and destroy. If they can maintain that and show some improvement in hard point and in control, they could really go on a run. Um, I have them right now pegged at pop uh most likely finishing fourth um out of everyone in the bracket i have uh so i'll just go over i have atlanta over chicago uh map count i wasn't too sure about that um but i put five three that felt right to me maybe five two even um and then i have chicago beating new york in the losers bracket final to get there uh and then the game before that i had uh New York over LAG. So that's kind of how I see it shaken out. Um obviously it probably won't happen that way, but uh that's what I got. How about you? Um
0: I'm just kind of filling it out now. I think
1: um hmm. Let's do- London all the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, L- London uh London over phase in the final. <laughs> um I don't know. I think if you do, hmm, I think I I kind of like Minnesota over New York. I think they like it's really close. I think they could win. There's probably value on the Minnesota plus one and a half. But I don't know. I think I think basically of the of the four, I think kind of yeah, New York. I think like an optic versus Atlanta final is definitely. I think it's in the cards. But I think basically of the top the top four in my opinion are kind of like Atlanta atlanta minnesota chicago and new york with like minnesota and dallas are kind of interchangeable that's what i kind of think the top four are and i think somewhere in there i think probably the next runner-up is kind of like seattle i mean obviously those like they'd be kind of close up there um but like i think because like my my elimination round four which is the one right before the losers round final um Well, actually, no. The kind of right before the losers bracket final, because I've got New York versus Subliners in Chicago versus Dallas. Um, I'd have Chicago over Dallas, and then I'd have New York over Seattle, and then you probably get Optic over Optic over New York. Then you get Optic over Minnesota in a rematch, and then you get Phase versus Optic final, and I'll probably go like, I don't know, maybe I'll go Optic win. I the thing is, I actually like last time I. Okay. I I actually like I tried to submit the bracket last time and I didn't I set the the, the final as like a best of 5 instead of a best of 9 so then all my picks were lost. So that was Oh. That's uh, it rough. Was, it actually went pretty well too. Like I actually had a pretty good good bracket so but oh well. Hmm. But anyways, what are your
1: thoughts real quick? Your thoughts on the grand final being a straight up best of 9 as opposed to like two best of 5s if necessary or a best of 9 with like the winner's bracket team getting a 1-0 advantage? Like, what are your thoughts on that real quick?
0: I kind of, I don't know. I kind of like the two best of fives better. I, I There's a good point in there that we haven't had a really good best of nine yet. Like, the, we only had two, right? And I, I, like, the the best of nine we had from champs was Atlanta, Dallas had a one game advantage and then they just kind of steamrolled Faze in the champs last year. And then this year, Atlanta just steamrolled um, Dallas. I mean, I was watching the stage one final and like, it was very clear after like the third map, how this was going to go. Right.
1: Yeah. And I
0: felt like we were just prolonging the inevitable. Like it was like, it felt like we were just prolonging the inevitable. We're like, oh, okay, they're up three, nothing. Now it'd be over and we can all, uh, we can all go, go, go to bed. But no, no, now we've got to, we got to play map four. And then Dallas wins. It's like, oh, okay. But like, we, it just felt like we were delaying the inevitable. Right. Cause like, it was so clear from the first few matches, like first few games that atlanta was just such a better team right and like if we got like a five four like if we had like one team wins game one one team wins game two like then it, it would be good but we haven't had that yet and i mean just because we haven't had it like that we will if we keep doing these best of nines eventually we're gonna have a five four best of nine that was like riveting right but i don't i don't know if we're like i like when you do more things like and this is actually kind of like this is going to now come out as like an argument against um against a uh, against going to four v four now. But basically, what happens is when you when you go from five v five to four v four, right? The whole purpose in, in search and destroy specifically is that you're more likely to end up with something like a two one v two or a one v one at the end, right? Because when you had five v five, a lot of times you get like a four v one, like a one v four or a one v five. Like, the like the last matchup, and, like, it was just one versus five, the one, obviously, almost always loses that. They can't come back. But when you get down to, like, a 1v1 or a 1v2, the team who only has the one has a chance to clutch up and win that one. The thing is, if you keep adding more games, you you have so many more possibilities of absolute blowouts. You have the possibility of, like, 5-1, 5-2, 5-3, 5-0, right? Instead of, if you only have a best of five, like, you can only ever win 3-0, right? You can't win. You, you can't win that much, right? So if you... You basically make you if you have less games, you artificially make the series closer. So, like, I think I don't know. I want to see a, a good best of nine first before I want to make any judgments. But like, I, I kind of wish it was kind of just two best of fives. I think that would probably be better. But
1: yeah, I, I I agree. I think what we have now is almost the worst. It could be the worst, in my opinion, is if it was just a best of five, like just a normal match. I think the best be of nine bad. that would be horrible. But the best of nine. You know, we haven't seen a good one yet. You're right. I think there is, there's some intrigue with it. I do think either the best of nine with the winner's bracket team going up 1-0, uh, I think that's better. And I think a bracket reset, you know, two best of fives if necessary is good too. Uh, So CDL, if you're listening, please just change it to one of those two and we'll be happy. Um. Uh. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Anyway.
0: <laughs> I kind of. I don't know. I, I I like there being some benefit to the winners' bracket, but I was thinking more about it. you can you can make an argument that like the winners' bracket team shouldn't have an advantage because their advantage is that they just had to play less games, right? So like if you give them an, a one zero advantage in the series or the ability to lose, like if you want to make it the ability to they have to lose. And then lose again to lose. Like, if they if they just win the first one, and then, like, the, if they win the first best of five, and then they, they don't have to play the second best of five, that's kind of fair. But if you give them a plus, like, there's an argument about that. It's, like, it's not the greatest argument. I don't love it, but it's an argument, I guess. It, yeah, yeah. It, I don't know. I, I, I think there should be something, though. I think, I don't know. I, I think two best of fives is, is kind of cool because at this point, we're just abusing it now. because like, we're like, okay, now we're going to play like every control. Like, well, control sucks. So like, now yeah, we're going to play yeah. like, oh, cool. Now we have to play Garrison and Checkmate. to be like, no.
1: Yeah. Also the format with just a straight up best of nine, nothing else. I d- was not expecting to see four search and destroys. Like that's kind of a big deal because I, I believe it goes hard point, search, control, hard point, search, control, Search hard point. Search. So they which, had to, they like, had to which, mix.
0: They had to mix it up because they they wanted search to be if, if it went to game nine they wanted search to be nine. But if you if you have the, the one team up one starting off one nothing it's only a best of eight. At which point then you can make the search game eight without having to add without having exactly. to mess it up. So like exactly. they kind of screwed themselves over with that. But yeah,
1: yeah. Just know. another reason why they need to switch it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: like if you did like if you did a best of eight. It's basically best of eight. The winner's bracket's up 1-0. I think that would be pretty good. Um, I don't know. It's just... It's weird, and I just... It's just weird the way the map pool works this year, and I think we need some better maps and stuff and like, just having like watching a best of nine, knowing that like, Oh cool. We had a, we had like two good maps. Now we have to watch a control. They're like, okay. Like control is fine as the middle map, but like when we're in a best of nine and now we're like, okay, every like third map we're going to play as a control now. And especially if you know, the series is over and you have to sit through a checkmate control. You're just like, okay.
1: I mean, it's better than domination at least. Right. You're in agreement with that.
0: I hate Garrison Control. Like, like I mean, okay, okay, fine. Dom is, some of those Doms were horrible last year. Like, some, yeah. like, Hackity Dom was horrible. But, like, yes. but like, the thing is, it was kind of, it's different because, like, at least there was constant action at point A, right? It was always like, okay, yeah, we can get point A, we can get point A. And, like, you can always watch point A and be like, cool, here's the battle at point A that was going to determine the fate of the map, right? But, like, now it's like, cool, okay, they captured point B and now everybody's going to throw themselves at point A and they're just going to die. And like now you have to get like you have to clear so much stuff. like it's and like checkmate is also really annoying because then you have to get to the plane and you there's so many ways that they can get edit you underneath the plane and it's just it's it's frustrating and it's it's kind of it's weird but I don't know I I think I think control works a lot better as a 5v5 mode rather than a 4v4 mode. Because in five V five you could always just send a random person off somewhere and be like, cool, could test this point, and then that buys you time. Whereas now you have to put all four people on basically one point to get it. If we if we got the um with the new changes probably for the next um stage when you get twenty seconds for capturing one of the one of the ticks on control, that's probably better. Um it'll fix some of the problems, but it won't fix all the problems because you're still gonna have a bunch of cases where um you're still going to have a bunch of cases where they're doing something along the lines of, like... Cause then, because, basically, it's still going to run out of time faster. right? You need the ability to test points, right? And I think this is kind of where, with 5v5, you could just send a random person off to... Like, you could be contesting, kind of... Sending people on both points at the same time. So, like, the, the round would get extended. And then lives mattered more than they do now. Like, lives very rarely matter in a round. In terms... Like, sometimes they do, and those are the best rounds that do, but when they when lives don't matter... Like when, when, when most of the time lives don't matter, it just kind of gets boring when time is the bigger concern, but I don't know. I think it's just, uh, there's some apps we need to get rid of. I think hopefully, I mean, hopefully we'll see this soon. Um, but I think control need, um, checkmate needs to go. I think. Agreed. Um, yeah. Checkmate S and D definitely. The question though, is the fact that the problem though, is that season three is going to come out basically the day of the start of stage three. So if there's a new map, if something like standoff or hijack comes in, then like the problem is they'll have like a day and I'm not sure if they can add it to the map pool in between the first week of stage one and the second, the the first week of stage three and the second week of stage three. I don't know if they can, they might do it because they hate checkmate so much, but like,
1: honestly, they might, but yeah, that, yeah, the timing on that's really bad. Wow.
0: It, it, it's so because i timed it out i'm like oh that's really bad like if it was like if it was da- like if it was like, oh, if it was the monday and then that and then stage they they have it by then like they love they hate checkmate so much and they love some of those maps so much they do it but like it's that day so like if they mm-hmm. get advanced notice that the map, certain maps coming maybe they like preemptively it depends how much they hate checkmate though like i i don't know i don't know how much they hate the pros hate checkmates so but we'll have to see but anyway um I think that's I think that's pretty good. That's an hour and fifteen minutes there, that's pretty good. So um that's pretty much it for our picks for um stage two. Um maybe we'll do maybe we'll do another podcast before stage three, kind of getting our picks about who's who could do what in which pool and map changes and meta changes, et cetera. So uh thank you, Ryan, uh, for coming on today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. Really had fun. Thanks.
0: Yep. And uh yeah, this is the Uh, first ever Lean Toss-Up
1: CDL podcast. Thank you for joining us and hopefully we'll see you soon.